0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Hey, friends. I am so excited to be with you again today on the podcast. Today we are talking about a really important and impactful topic, and that is stress. So we're going to be talking all about stress, what stress is, how it impacts the body, and how some really simple things that we can do can really improve how stress affects our body. This feels really important to me because stress is one of those foundational elements of the functional medicine tree. So when we look at a functional medicine tree, we have some of the things at the roots that can lead to disease later on. And stress is one of those things. It really is the root cause of a lot of disease. And so when I was writing my book, and I have an entire chapter that I was dedicating to mental health, The interesting thing is I legitimately wrote almost 6,000 words just on stress alone. And to give you a picture, my goal is to have 12 chapters. Each of these chapters has 6,000 words. And so as you can imagine, like mental health, I probably shouldn't be talking about just stress alone for 6,000 words because that's all the words that I have dedicated to that chapter. But that is how important stress is. And I feel like when we hear the term mental health, a lot of us resonate with having some kind of issue with mental health, right? Whether you have a diagnosable mental health disease, which according to the National Institute of Health, it's estimated that more than one in five adults in the U.S. are living with a mental illness. And that is million people in 2021. So that very well could be you. Mental health is a spectrum, and we have days or times or weeks or years where maybe we're feeling really wonderful and really great, and we're using our tools and our toolkit. And then maybe we have times where we're not feeling our best. Maybe we're feeling our worst, and that could go on for days, weeks, months, or years. But regardless of if we maybe have a diagnosable disorder, anxiety, depression, etc., or we just struggle with some mental health issues, I think the one thing that every single human being can relate to in this mental health world is stress. And that's because we all have stress. We all experience different stressors on the daily. And so the World Health Organization sums up stress pretty well. They say that stress can be defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. Stress is a natural human response that prompts us to address challenges and threats in our lives. Everyone experiences stress to some degree. The way we respond to stress, however, makes a difference in our overall well-being. So honestly, I could not sum that up any better than the World Health Organization does. We all deal with stress and usually every single day. And stress can also be defined as anything that's changing our body's homeostasis or equilibrium. We might think of stress as you get an email from your boss and the thing that you thought was due on Wednesday is actually due on Friday now and like you don't have time. That's a concept of stress. But additionally, when we think about like body homeostasis and equilibrium, something like doing a cold plunge, right, is actually a stressor on the body. It's really challenging your equilibrium, your body temperature of 98.6 degrees-ish. You're bringing it down significantly colder. So that's technically a stress on the body. So it doesn't even have to be an emotional, relational kind of stress. It can even be something that's affecting the body and even like specific organs. It's interesting because when we think of why and how the body even developed like the ability to have stress, it's just very different from how we currently experience stress in our day-to-day lives. So when we first moved from Georgia to Colorado, we had tons of visitors and everybody wanted to come visit and we were thrilled to have lots and lots of visitors so i had a like 10 year reunion with some friends from my small group from like middle school and high school so some of these girls i've known them from the womb and we go to the mountains and we are in this beautiful snowy mountain town and We had a couple pregnant women in the group. And so we decided for a safe winter activity. So we decided to go snowshoeing. So we had a fresh snowfall. Everything looked like Narnia. It was just beautiful. Okay. So we're snowshoeing real slow. We turn the bend and we see legitimately like 20 to 30 feet from us. We see a mama moose and her baby calf. So, for those of you, like when I lived in Atlanta, when I grew up in Tennessee, like seeing moose was not a normal occurrence, right? Like we don't have moose. So, when moving to Colorado, I'm like, there are a, we are in a completely different climate. There are lots of different animals I'm not aware of. So, I had no idea what to do with these humongous moose. So, if you're also not in moose territory, let me just tell you a little bit about them. Moose are humongous animals. So. Adult females, like the one that we saw, can weigh up to 1,300 pounds, okay? They're standing seven feet tall. Considering I'm, like, five feet tall, they're huge, right? And even though they're herbivores, they mostly eat plants, like, especially a mama with her baby calf, they will get aggressive to protect their baby calf. So, of course, we all, like, immediately instinctually freeze, but then we start talking about what are our options here. And pretty much everyone was like, I think we just walked past her. And I'm like, guys, you guys do not, y'all are all from the Southeast. You do not encounter moose often. This is not what we need to do. We need to turn around. And I was outvoted. So instead of turning around and giving the mama moose for space, I mean, we walked, we probably got within 15, 20 feet of this mama moose. Her hair was standing up. She was not happy that we were there. And I was like, freaky. So clearly, what do our bodies do? We go into what's called fight or flight mode, which is your sympathetic nervous system, your stress response from your body. It goes into full gear. So you're pumping adrenaline your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, completely raises, you know, that puts blood sugar or glucose into your body so that you have some energy to fight if you need to. We felt the effects of fight or flight hardcore, okay? So that example is an example of what fight or flight was created for. Legitimately was created for other animals attacking you and how do you respond? And when it comes to survival of the fittest, those people whose stress responses worked really well, they were able to survive the attack. People whose stress responses didn't work well, maybe they didn't make it through the fight. So that is an example of how it was supposed to work. It's interesting because in our modern world, our stress response, our sympathetic nervous system can actually engage even when there is a perceived threat. So you have some options when you have a perceived threat. While the name is called fight or flight mode, it actually, like the, we keep adding things to it. So now it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. I typically go with freeze. I'm like, I'm just gonna remain still. Fawn refers usually, so fawn is more of a modern addition, and it refers to pleasing someone in order to avoid conflict. So, unfortunately, if you're in an abusive situation and you're a child and you think, if I'm just like really, really kind to this person, then maybe I won't suffer the consequences that I usually suffer. So, that's what fawn means. And that also is typically only if the first three responses have failed. So, Unfortunately, our bodies just haven't really adapted to modernity when it comes to fight or flight because we can think, just like I mentioned earlier, we can think that like the email from your boss is an attacking bear, and our bodies physically respond the same way as if a bear was attacking you or you were having to walk by a moose that might charge you at any moment. And so It's really crazy how powerful our minds are. And I'm sure you've experienced this. Like, you can receive the physical symptoms of stress even just from thinking about something. So, you think about that fight that you had with your mom, and your heart rate increases. You start to get cold, sweaty hands. Maybe your stomach hurts, right? Like, you can have the physical responses of stress. Even if it's not something actually happening, even if you're just thinking about. So unfortunately, when our perceived threats in this modern world are near constant, it can be really tough for our bodies to get out of fight or flight mode. If we have things pinging us all the time, if we're always stressed, it can really be hard to get back into a parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest state. So when we are in fight or flight mode consistently, that's called chronic stress. Our stress response is created to be very quick. So the ideal would be maybe you're in the car, someone stops right in front of you and you have to stop really quickly and that riles you up and you have a stress response from that the goal would be within minutes, you are back into a parasympathetic state, back into rest and digest. So that's the goal. If you have delayed shutdown, then you could remain in that stressed out state for hours and hours before you're able to get back to a parasympathetic state. And then if you have chronic stress, Unfortunately, you're in that fight or flight mode and you do not come out of it. And that's when we start to see a lot of the more harmful effects of stress, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before I went to school to be a health coach, honestly, it was really my understanding that all stress is bad. And that in order to live a healthier lifestyle, we needed to get our stress to like absolutely zero. I knew that chronic stress was bad. But I also thought that any stress was not good. And yeah, the goal was to get it to zero. It's interesting because what we learned in our training to be a health coach is that stress is just unavoidable, right? Just like that car example I just gave, you didn't know that car was going to stop. You didn't know you were going to have to slam on your brakes. And so that was something that was completely outside of your control and it happened to you. And stress is just unavoidable in our daily lives. And it's funny because, like, when I say that sentence, is it really though, couldn't you like be in a place where like you don't have to make any money and you're given food and you're just like in a room and everything's provided to you. And it makes me laugh because I'm like, okay, that sounds like jail. And I sure as heck would be stressed out in jail. So I really feel like stress is an unavoidable thing. And so what really becomes important when we realize that is that The goal is not getting our stress to zero. Actually, the thing that's important about stress is both our perception of stress and how we deal with stress. There's a super cool study that talks about our perception of stress, and it's really our perception of stress that makes the biggest impact on our stress. So this is a quote that says, this study indicates that individuals reporting both a high amount of stress And the perception that stress affects their health negatively, maybe at a greater risk, premature mortality, okay, death, over and above those who report high stress or perceive health effects of stress alone. So specifically reporting a lot of stress and perceiving that stress affects one's health a lot increased the risk of premature death, okay guys, this is nuts, by 43%. Okay. So even if you live a very high stress life, even just your perception of how that stress affects you can increase or decrease premature death. That is, that's like really significant. And so it's really about our mindset about stress and how we're approaching stress and thinking about stress that makes the biggest impact. And this is the most important thing I'm going to share with you today. Because I love some of these things, a lot of which I share in the book that I'm writing, is it is a simple mindset shift. That's pretty crazy to me that I get to just change my mind. And then I can have such positive impacts on my health. And it's interesting because my husband, Chaz, is a huge believer that the one attribute that he wants to give our children is grit. So in the science field, the word grit is more formally known as like resiliency. And one study says that resiliency is an important and often overlooked resource for coping with stress. So individuals who have experienced a moderate amount of adversity in the past exhibit more resilience to recent adversity, suggesting that previous experiences with stress may help individuals cope with current stress. So, my thought process here, like I do think resiliency is so, so important. And I also think that it's what this is saying essentially in my mind is basically like you have proven to yourself that you can get through stressful situations. So, that belief that I will be okay, I can navigate the stress, I can manage that stress is that's just like a really important mindset to have. And because you're basically thinking, "I've done it before, I can do it again, and when you have that it's actually called a health locus of control, meaning you believe that you are in control of your own health, and essentially like of course, we can't be a hundred percent in control, but this also comes back to a victim mindset thinking everything happens to you and you have no agency to change anything, versus a hero mindset thinking. I am the writer of my story. I think I can co-create my reality with God if you believe in God. And so when you have that positive health locus of control, you believe you are an agent, you have agency in your health and wellness, that also really positively impacts how you personally relate to stress. So you may be thinking at this point, but Why does this matter? Like how does stress so negatively affect the body when we were talking about premature death? Why is stress harmful? But unfortunately, there's like a million things that stress affects. And there are a lot of both short-term and long-term negative effects of a chronic stress state. So like we talked about before of essentially being in fight or flight mode 24-7 and this intense level of stress actually overactivates the immune system. And when that happens, it leads to excess inflammation. It's a cascading effect where stress is a root cause of so many disease processes because it leads to greater inflammation. And inflammation is just the building block of disease. So it's kind of a twofold situation here. Both stress is harmful, but it also leads to inflammation, which is harmful. And according to the American Psychological Association, stress affects all systems of the body, including musculoskeletal, respiratory, cardiovascular, endocrine, gastrointestinal, nervous, and reproductive systems. So it's pretty all pervasive, right? It's affecting all systems of your body. And There are lots of different things that can happen when you're overstressed. One thing which you guys have heard me talk a lot about minerals, but stress really depletes a lot of resources that our bodies need. And when we're in the fight or flight stage, we are not in a rest, digest and healing phase. So you have to really be in a parasympathetic state to be able to heal. So that's really important because you guys know I'm passionate about healing of all kinds. And when your body is in a state of stress, you're just using your body's resources. Some of the quickest to go and be used up are B vitamins, which you guys probably hear about B12 and the energy that B vitamins give us. So that also leads to fatigue. And then minerals, copper and magnesium, and those are really, really necessary for our metabolism, which creates energy. So all of that, basically, when you're overstressed, you're using up all of your body's resources to create energy. So if you're sitting here thinking, man, I've been wondering why I'm so fatigued, I have no energy, honestly, your stress and as your stress impacts your, like we just talked about, your B vitamins and your minerals, that could be a huge missing piece in the puzzle for you. Additionally, I'm going to list some things that can be attributed to stress, and it is a lot tension headaches, chronic migraines, low back pain. You can experience shallow breathing because stress makes you breathe quicker and more shallow. You can get panic attacks and asthma attacks, especially if you're prone to them. And because stress increases your heart rate, you can have stronger heart contractions, higher blood pressure, consistently higher blood pressure. Stress can also contribute to long-term heart issues and blood vessel problems, and it also increases your risk for hypertension, heart attack, and stroke, so a lot of heart-related things. Because stress increases the cortisol in your body, which then increases your blood sugar in your body, which you guys know was part of my issue, this long-term elevated cortisol and blood sugar actually can lead to metabolic disorders. So it can lead to weight gain, it can lead to obesity, and it can lead to diabetes and prediabetes diabetes And then this was something that I actually learned new that stress can actually change the bacteria in your gut, which then in turn can affect digestion and nutrient absorption. So I feel like, as you can tell, this is why I wrote 6,000 words so far on stress. I do feel like stress is so important to both have a healthy mindset with and also learn how to deal with stress because. It's a root cause for so many different disease processes. So like we said in the beginning, we can't get rid of all stress. Definitely not. But how we think about stress and how we manage it is so crucial for our health and wellness. And so I want to move on from the doom and gloom of how stress affects the body to tools for managing stress. And there's both strategies to get out of fight or flight mode. And then also just what are some ways that even if you don't feel like you are stressed to the max in a chronic state of stress, we all need tools in our tool belt for how to deal with any kind of stressful situation. Personally, I think that breathing exercises help me the very most. You can look some up. One that I go to a lot is box breathing, which was created in the military, the United States military, and you essentially breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold it for four seconds. So just like the near car crash example that I gave earlier, if something quick like that happens to me, I immediately feel myself going into fight or flight mode. My first tool is going to my breathing. And I typically will do box breathing until I really feel my body going back into my rest and digest mode. And breathing is just my go-to. It really helps me. And I find it's the quickest way to get my body back in rest and digest. Some other things that can help on a daily basis is prayer, gratitude, and meditation. Those are all in like a similar vein. And if you've never prayed, you've never had a gratitude practice, you've never meditated, I find that there are so many apps that can help you in this process. I really love the app Headspace. The guy who created it has a British accent. I love his accent. I love listening to his. He has promptings and meditations that he guides you through, guided meditations. And they are wonderful. I especially love them before bed. But meditation is a great thing. Anytime that you can just remind yourself of God's presence in your life, his faithfulness in your life, a higher power if you believe in that, anytime that you can remind yourself of the things that you have, I think that really helps manage our stress. It makes, for me, when I think about all the things I'm grateful for, it makes my stressors for that day seem less overwhelming. And then there are also some kind of like more... Intense things that you can do with professional help or without, but you can do EFT or tapping, and that utilizes meridian points to help release emotions and fears. And there are videos on YouTube for EFT and tapping, or you can seek professional help for that. And then think of just anything that you do to calm down. So that could be a hobby that you have. I have health coach clients who love knitting, right? or they love running. One of my best friends goes running almost every day and he says that's his time to really process things in his brain and he feels a lot better. So anything that you can get outside is really great and walking can be really calming. Anything that you think of that helps you de-stress. So for me, I have a lot of tools in my toolkit I love heat. So I love taking a bath, especially when it has Epsom salts and essential oils. I love my sauna. So I have a higher dose sauna. I love it so much because it's really affordable when you compare to a wooden sauna, a wooden infrared sauna, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. A higher dose is a fraction of that price. And so I will share a link and a coupon code in the notes for my higher dose sauna, but I get in that multiple times a week and that is my time. I will put on some like calming noises like sound from a sound machine and I'll even put like a face mask on and I just lay there and it's healing in a bunch of different ways, but I also feel like it helps me de-stress and just stop thinking of all the things I have to do and instead just exist. Love that. My husband and I have gotten really into silence and solitude. So this is a spiritual discipline, but just being silent, which is similar to meditation, but just listening, being silent is a really great way to de-stress. So you can maybe even take some time and write a list of things that you enjoy. Maybe you hate heat and you would hate a sauna and you would hate a bath like I do. But maybe you can think of other ways of ways that you de-stress because it's going to be completely personal. And it's going to work a lot better if it's something that you truly enjoy and it helps you bring your stress levels down. So I find that it's really great to do some of these things every single day. Oh, one thing I didn't mention is I also love essential oils. I have so many essential oil combos and like single oils or blends that I use that really help with anxiety, mood boosting, de-stressing. And so I am a huge fan of essential oils. And then like we talked about earlier, because stress depletes B vitamins and minerals, I am a huge fan of taking mineral supplementation. So for myself, I take beef liver and that has really high levels of copper. And it's essentially like a multivitamin from nature. So I can link the beef liver that I use in the show notes. So that's really high in minerals. I also take magnesium and I take Magnesium Breakthrough from BioOptimizers. I really love that brand. So I'll link that one as well. And then I also love Ned CBD. So Ned is a company that is in Colorado. They have biodynamic farms in Colorado They also have a lot of blends. So I love their sleep blend at night. So, so calming. And then they have a stress blend for during the day. That really helps, especially if like you've used a lot of other tools that haven't worked for you. I would absolutely try NED. I have a coupon code for them as well. So I'll link that in the show notes. But here's the deal. I think it's all about finding what works for you in terms of managing stress. And then like I suggested, writing out the things that work for you just have a lot of different tools because maybe one day the prayer of gratitude practice that you have wasn't quite cutting it for how it typically does. You need some other tools. So just reminding yourself to seek all of the different tools that you have in your toolbox to really support yourself. And when we change our mindset with stress, we also empower ourselves with tools for managing stress I think it's just going to lead to a more peaceful and fulfilling life for you. And that will also help you and your health and wellness for the long-term. So thanks so much for listening today, all about stress. I hope you learned some things. I hope you got some new tools for your toolbox and I will see you next week.